بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما The last couple of weeks we have been speaking about the battle of Badr and what happened after the battle of Badr and today inshallah we will talk about some of the events that occurred shortly after the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the muslims returned back to al madina after their victory at badr so after the battle of badr when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam returned to medina the jews were very disturbed because even though the jews of medina had a treaty and they had agreements with the Prophet ﷺ that they would not participate in any activity against the Muslims. Even so, they were hoping that the Muslims would be annihilated in Badr. They didn't like the fact that the Muslims were in control of Medina. And they were hoping that the Quraysh would take care of that for them. So when the Muslims came back with not only a victory but an amazing and huge victory the Jews were very upset about this and they became very disturbed and as we mentioned before if you remember that the population of Medina it consisted of three populations there was the tribe of Aus which was a tribe of Arabs and then there was the tribe of Khazraj which was also a tribe of Arabs and then there were the Jews so these were the three population of three populations of Al Medina the Aus tribe, the Khazraj tribe, and the Jews. And each one of them had about an equal number in their populations. So most of the Aus and the Khazraj, these two Arab tribes, most of them had accepted Islam, alhamdulillah. So now the majority of Medina is Muslim. As for the Jews, only a few of them accepted Islam. So now the Jews are only one third of the population approximately one-third of the population and the Muslims are approximately two-thirds of the population so the Muslims of course have the upper hand and the leader of the city is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself so this was something that bothered the Jews and they entered these treaties with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam because they knew that they had no other choice that they were the minority now and they could not fight against the Prophet Sallallahu when he was the majority. So they had to agree to these treaties, even though in their heart they were not happy with it. As for the Jews of Medina, they were not originally Arabs. They were not originally Arabs. They had come many generations before from Syria. So they had migrated to the Arabian Peninsula from Syria. And they were not original Arabs, but they had lived in Al-Madinah for so long, for so many years, so many generations, that they had assimilated within the Arab culture. <coughs> they had completely assimilated within the Arab culture, meaning that they wore the clothes of the Arabs, they spoke the Arabic language, uh, they had Arabic names, right? So they had assimilated into the culture of the Arabs, <coughs> but they kept their religion, which was Judaism, and they also kept the knowledge of their own language. So even though they spoke Arabic, just like the Arabs spoke Arabic, they also kept their language as well, which was Hebrew. 
So they were bilingual. The Jews of Medina were bilingual. They spoke Arab, they spoke Arabic, and they also spoke Hebrew. So that if the Jews ever wanted to have a conversation amongst themselves and there were Arabs around and they didn't want the Arabs to know what they were saying, they would talk to each other in Hebrew instead of, instead of Arabic. And I think, uh, you know, some of our people know how that feels, especially the children. Maybe you're born and brought up here and you, you only know English. But your parents, they speak Urdu or whatever language from the country they came from. So when they want, your parents want to say something, and they don't want you to understand, they'll speak to each other in their own language instead of speaking in, in English so that you won't understand. So basically, this is what the Jews of Al-Madina used to do. When they wanted to speak amongst each other and they didn't want others to understand, they didn't want the Arabs to understand what they were saying, they would speak in Hebrew instead of Arabic. So they were known to do this. Now, as we mentioned, the Jews were about one-third of the population of Al-Madinah. And amongst the Jews themselves, they were subdivided into three tribes as well. So the Jews of, of Al-Madinah, in total, they were about one-third the population of Medina. And within that one-third of the population, they were subdivided into three different tribes. And the names of those tribes were Banu Qaynuqa' and Banu Nadir and Banu Qurayza. Banu Qaynuqa', Banu Nadir, and Banu Qurayza, and they each inhabited a different part of Al Madinah. So they each had their own section of land in the city, and they had their farms, and they had their shops, and they had fortresses, and that type of thing in their areas. So, as we mentioned, all of these tribes, all three of these tribes, Banu Qaynuqa' and Banu Nadir and Banu Qurayza, they had all signed treaties with the Prophet that they would not help, they would not assist, they would not participate in any type of activity against the Muslims. So, <coughs> so after the Battle of Badr and this great victory for the Muslims, the Prophet he returned back to Al Madina and he ordered for the Jews of Banu Qaynuqa' to be assembled, to be gathered, and he addressed them. And he said to them, beware, beware that the same punishment of Allah that befell the Quraysh, what you know happened at Badr to the Quraysh, beware that it may also come to you if you do not fear Allah. Wallahi, the Prophet said to the Jews, Wallahi, you know, that I am the messenger that is mentioned in your books. Your books that you read, they prophesize that a messenger is to come. And you know, you know that that is me. The Prophet ﷺ addressed them in this way. So he said to them, fear Allah and never even think about betraying these treaties that you have made with the Muslims and never think of participating in any type of activity against the Muslims and even better than that accept Islam you know in your hearts that this is the truth just accept Islam become our brothers so the Prophet ﷺ addressed them in this way now Banu Qaynuqa' amongst them they were a pretty big tribe and amongst them they had 700 fighters <coughs> they had 700 men who were trained in military fighting so they became arrogant when the prophet sallallahu addressed them these jews became arrogant and they said to the prophet sallallahu ya muhammad you're talking about your victory at badr 
against the Quraysh. Do you think we are like the Quraysh? The Quraysh are a people who don't know how to fight. So you took advantage of that and you were able to defeat them. But if we ever fight you, then you will see who we really are. So they basically challenged the Prophet ﷺ. They said to him, the only reason why you won in Badr because the people you were fighting against, they don't even know how to fight. But as for us, we are trained and we know how to fight. So if there is ever a fight between you and us, then you will see who we really are. So they addressed the Prophet ﷺ in such an arrogant way. <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed regarding Banu Qaynuqa'a some ayat in Surah Ali Imran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَتُغْلَبُونَ وَتُحْشَرُونَ إِلَىٰ جَهَنَّمْ وَبِئْسَ الْمِهَادِ قَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ آيَةٌ فِي فِئَتَيْنِ الْتَقَتَى فِئَةٌ تُقَاتِلُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَأُخْرَىٰ كَافِرَةٌ يَرَوْنَهُمْ مِثْلَيْهِمْ رَأْيَ الْعَيْنِ وَاللَّهُ يُؤَيِّدُ بِنَصْرِهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَا عِبَرَةً لِأُولِ الْأَبْصَارِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to say to these disbelievers from amongst the Jews of Banu Qaynuqa' قُلْ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Say to those who disbelieve سَتُغْلَبُونَ You will be defeated وَتُحْشَرُونَ إِلَىٰ جَهَنَّمْ And you will be gathered in Jahannam. وَبِئْسَ الْمِهَادِ And what a terrible resting place that is. قَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ آيَةٌ فِي فِئَتَيْنِ الْتَقَتَىٰ There is an ayah, there is a sign for you to reflect upon in the two groups that met and fought with each other. You should think and reflect upon the battle of Badr where the Muslims and the kuffar of the Quraysh met and fought against one another. There was one group who fought in the path of Allah. And those were the Muslims. And the other group, they were disbelievers. And the Muslims saw the disbelievers as double, their, as double the number of the Muslims. But in fact, it was more than double. But as we mentioned before, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them appear less than the number that they really were. So the Muslims assumed that the number of the kuffar in the battle of Badr was double the number of the Muslims. And there were a bit more than 300 Muslims in the battle of, of Badr. So the Muslims assumed from what they saw that there were uh, a bit more than 600 kuffar when in actuality it was about 1,000. But still, they knew that the number of kuffar was much more than them and they knew that they were outnumbered but still they were able to defeat the kuffar with a very very crushing victory against them so this is something that banu qaynuqa should reflect upon allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling them okay they may have 700 fighters amongst them these Jews, this tribe, they have 700 fighting men amongst them and the Muslim army may be smaller than that but that didn't matter at Badr. The Muslims were still able to have a great victory. So Banu Qaynuqa' should take heed of this lesson and they should not make the same mistakes that the Kuffar of the Quraysh made. Don't be impressed with your big numbers. Oh yeah, you have 700 fighters amongst you. It doesn't matter. If Allah is not on your side, you're not going to win no matter how many people you have. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
revealed these ayat of the Quran regarding Banu Qaynuqa' and their arrogance. So this was the situation between the Muslims and the Jews shortly after the Prophet ﷺ and the Muslims returned to Al-Madinah. So the tensions were getting very high between the Muslims and the Jews. The Jews' arrogance had reached a very high level to the extent that they thought that they were invincible, that they were untouchable and nobody could do anything to them. Then an incident occurred. <coughs> an incident occurred that finally caused the tensions between the Muslims and the Jews of Banu Qaynuqa' to reach the boiling point. And this is very shortly after the battle of Badr, less than a month after the battle of Badr. <coughs> so the Jews of Al Madinah, they owned most of the gold shops of Al Madinah. They were known to be businessmen and they dealt in gold. So most of the shops where gold was sold in Al Madinah, they were owned by the Jews. So one day, a Muslim woman from the Ansar, she wanted to buy some gold. So she went into the gold shops that were owned by Banu Qaynuqa'a. So she entered that store with the intention of buying some gold. And the goldsmith, he saw her and he started to harass her. He said, uh, why don't you take the veil off of your face? Let's see your face. And she said, no, she was very angry. But how dare he even ask such a question? Then the other Jews around, they saw what was happening and they joined in as well. And they all started bothering her and they all started harassing her and talking to her in a very uh, immoral way. So while that was going on, the goldsmith, he took a piece of her dress, of the, of the woman's dress, and she didn't realize it. She was sitting and he took a piece of her garment without her realizing and he tied it to an object without her knowing. So when they started bothering her and they started harassing her and stuff, she wanted to get up and leave. So she got up and she started to leave, but she didn't realize that her garment was tied. So she became exposed. When she got up and started to walk, she became exposed and her legs were seen. And she screamed that this was something that was very inappropriate. How dare they do such a thing? She screamed loudly and the Jews, they started laughing at her. So there was a Muslim man who heard that scream of that woman and he came to see what was going on and he saw what had happened and he became very angry that how dare this Jewish goldsmith think that he can infringe upon the honor of a Muslim woman and he attacked that, that goldsmith and he killed him. And then the Jews, they came to the aid of their brother and they attacked that Muslim man and they killed him. So this is the extent that it reached. When this news came back to the Prophet ﷺ, of course he was very upset. <coughs> and he addressed Banu Qaynuqa' and he said to them, surrender the people who are responsible for the murder of our Muslim brother. Surrender them so that we can punish them. And Banu Qaynuqa' out of their arrogance, they said, we're not going to surrender anyone to you. And the Prophet ﷺ, <coughs> he ordered the Muslim army to prepare for battle. If they're not going to release the murderers, if they're not going to surrender them, then we will prepare and we will fight them. So the Prophet ﷺ ordered for the Muslim army to prepare themselves. And the Jews, they also prepared their army and they closed themselves in their fortress. So the Prophet ﷺ, he addressed them again and he gave them three options. 
before starting the fight, he gave them three options. He said, you have three choices. Either accept Islam, become Muslims. Or surrender the killers. Surrender those people who murdered our brother. Or if you don't agree to this, then we will fight. We will have a war. So again, out of their arrogance, they said to the Prophet ﷺ, you think you can defeat us like you defeated the Quraysh? We are not like the Quraysh. We know how to fight. So bring it on. Let's see what you're going to do. So the Prophet ﷺ, <coughs> the Prophet ﷺ ordered for the Muslim army to surround the fortress of Banu Qaynuqa. To surround them. Fighting didn't even start. But the Prophet ﷺ said, okay, surround them and make a barricade around them. This happened on the 15th of Shawwal in the year 2 after Hijrah. And remember when was the Battle of Badr? It was the 17th of Ramadan in the year 2 after Hijrah. So this incident happened less than a month after the Battle of Badr. So the Prophet ﷺ ordered for a blockade to be made, <coughs> for a blockade to be made around the fortress of the Jews. And <clears throat> he ordered for them to be surrounded. So the Jews who had all this big talk that, you know, if you try to fight us, you will see who we are, who are talking all big like this. They couldn't even come out to fight. They were so scared. They were so terrified. It was just a blockade. They were just surrounded. No fighting even started. But they were so terrified that they didn't even come out. And they stayed in that, inside their fortresses within that blockade. <clears throat> they stayed there for 15 days and finally they agreed to surrender without even fighting they were so scared so cowardly that they agreed to surrender without even fighting and it reminds you of the Jews of the past during the time of Musa salam, right when when Musa salam told them to enter the holy land the the city of Al-Quds of Jerusalem they said to Musa When Musa ordered them to go and enter that land, the holy land, they said, Ya Musa, there are some strong people in that land right now and we will not enter it until they leave. If they leave, then we will enter it. <coughs> and in the end, they said to Musa alayhi salam, قَالُوا يَا مُوسَىٰ إِنَّا لَنْ نَدْخُلَهَا أَبَدًا They said, we will never enter it. مَا دَامُوا فِيهَا As long as they are still there. فَذْهَبْ أَنْتَ وَرَبُّكَ فَقَاتِلًا إِنَّهَا هُنَا قَاعِدُونَ They said to Musa alayhi salam, you and your Lord, you go and fight those people. We are sitting here. So this was the cowardly nature of the Jews from that time. <coughs> and the Jews of Al-Madina proved to be the same. So they had all this big talk that, yeah, you will see if you fight us, what's going to happen. But in the end, they couldn't even come out of their fortress when they saw that they were surrounded and when they saw that blockade that the Muslim army had made around them. So they agreed to surrender after 15 days. But they asked for some certain conditions. They said to the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Muhammad, we will, we will leave Medina, but we want to take all of our belongings and everything with us too. We will leave the city we will exile from Medina, but we, we don't want you to take over all of our possessions. We want to be able to take that with us as well. And we will leave. And the Prophet ﷺ said, no. The Prophet ﷺ wanted to make an example out of these people who spoke so arrogantly and who thought that they could get away 
with such an evil crime. So the Prophet ﷺ ordered for all of their fighters, those 700 men, he ordered for all of them to be tied up. And his plan was to execute all of them, to make them an example. So nobody would dare try to mess with a Muslim again. All of this was caused by, the reason for all of this was that one Muslim woman was harassed. And the Prophet ﷺ ordered for a whole army to fight against these people. Subhanallah. So it shows the, the honor of a single Muslim and it shows the honor of a Muslim woman as well. Alhamdulillah. So the Prophet ﷺ, he wanted to make an example out of these, these people. So he ordered for these 700 men to be tied up and his plan was to execute them. And two of the members of the tribe of Khazraj, Ubadah ibn Samit radiallahu an, and Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul, who was the head of the Munafiqeen. These two members of the tribe of Khazraj, they had an alliance with Banu Qaynuqa. They had an alliance with Banu Qaynuqa, meaning that there were, there were some members of some of the tribes that would go to different tribes and they would have this alliance like I will help you if you ever need help and you help me if I ever need help. So they had these type of alliances. Abdullah, uh, Ubadah ibn Samit radiallahu an, he had accepted Islam alhamdulillah. So even though he had a, an alliance with these people, he told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, I abandon my alliance with these people for you, Ya Rasulullah. But as for Abdullah ibn Ubay, Ibn Salul, who was the head of the Munafiqeen, who was just pretending to be a Muslim, but he really wasn't. He said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, Ahsin ila mawali. Oh, Messenger of Allah, show kindness and show, show favor upon these people that I have an alliance with. Don't kill them, forgive them. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam turned away from him. And Abdullah ibn Ubay, he repeated it again. Ahsin ila mawali. Forgive my people and show favor upon these people whom I have an alliance with. And the Prophet ﷺ turned away. He didn't want to listen to this. So Abdullah ibn Ubay, he held on to the garment of the Prophet ﷺ. And he said, Ahsin ila mawali. Show favor upon these people whom I have an alliance with. And the Prophet ﷺ said, let me go. And Abdullah said, no, I will not let you go. Ahsin ila mawali. Show kindness, show favor to these people whom I have an alliance with. So after insisting so many times, after Abdullah ibn Ubay insisted to the Prophet ﷺ so many times to let them go and to free them, the Prophet ﷺ said, Hum lak. Okay, they are for you. You take them. And may the curse of Allah be upon them and anyone who allies with them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala curse them and anyone who allies with them. So they were released. The Prophet ﷺ allowed them to be released. But he said they were not allowed to take any of their weaponry with them. And they were exiled from Al-Madinah. They had to leave Al-Madinah. So they left Al-Madinah and they went back to... <coughs> they went back to where they originally came from. To Syria, to Asham. So this was basically the beginning. The beginning of a number of incidents that would happen between the Muslims of Al-Madinah and the Jews of Al Medina, and there are so many incidences, incidents that happened later on in Medina between the Muslims and the Jews, and inshallah we will talk about those later. Bi'idnillah, 
والله اعلم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين